Acts chapter 9, verse number 10. Chapter 9 is the version of Saul's story. And after we read about the conversion, we read how God was dealing with another man, Ananias. There's a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. He said, Behold, I'm here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said unto him, Go your way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way, entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul. I love that he called him brother right away. Because God had already put the seal of approval on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way as you came. He sent me that you might receive sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. People still need to be filled with the Holy Ghost today. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, you can preach a message right there. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and he arose and he was baptized. So Paul got his start just like the rest of the church. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. I want to talk today about a chosen vessel. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your presence that we have felt in this house today. Thank you for everything that you do for us and the miracles that are happening today, healings that have been done already in this house. Lord, I believe today that someone still can be filled with the Holy Ghost and even baptized in your name before this service is over today because there are chosen vessels in this room. And today, Lord, Help us to hear that in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Clap your hands to the Lord today. Before you're seated, tell your neighbor, God chose you. God bless you. You can be seated. God chose you today. There will be one true statement for every child of God. This statement has to be true if we are his children, that we are not the same people that we used to be. Whenever God comes and moves in our life and, and touches us, and the Bible says the goodness of God leads us to repentance and we begin to seek his face and seek his ways, we understand that we are not the same as we used to be. I don't read about very many people, whether they received a miracle or not, that were the same after they encountered Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood made whole. Bartimaeus received his sight. 
Uh, many times we see people brought back to life, and even the rich young ruler went away different. He was very encouraged, thinking, I've done everything I need to do. But when the truth was revealed to him, he said he went away sorrowful. You're not the same after you come in contact with Jesus. Uh, you're either going to embrace it or walk away, but you're going to realize either way, I have been in touch with the Son of God. To me, in my mind, there is no more sad or miserable person on this planet that has rejected the offer, that has hid from the knock at the door. There's nobody on earth more sad or miserable than that person than those that walk away from God. But for us, anybody that has been in touch with him, we have to say, I am not the person that I used to be. This statement is not only true to those of us who are here now, it will be true of those that are yet to come. We will all have to say that because the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. If we're in Christ, we are not the same creature. We are not the same that we used to be. We are not the same as uh, we were before God came into our life. And when we are in Christ, we become a new creature. And old things are passed away. And now all things are become new. That is why uh, after we read this story about uh, Saul that they would say in Galatians 1 and 23, Paul was writing to the church in Galatians. He said, the people had heard, when, I, when he was talking about his conversion, he said, people had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith that he once destroyed. Got to be one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because God can change anybody. God can change anybody. When you are a chosen vessel, God can do with you what he needs to do with you. Don't worry about and try to uh, guide his hand and try to say, Lord, do it like this or that. You let God work. God knows what he's doing. And he knew what he was doing when he chose you. When he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, God knew who he was calling. That's why even when he went, to the, we see just a similar thing when he goes to the tomb of Lazarus. He's very specific I know that he is dead four days. I know that his flesh has beginning to rot. I know that uh, uh, he is now beginning to smell. He, he stinketh by this time, Lord. He knows all these. He knows exactly who he's speaking to. He knows exactly where he is laying. He knows exactly the facts of how he got there. He knows everything about Lazarus. And he doesn't go to somebody that's just an hour dead or or two days dead, but he's, I know he's four days dead. I waited on purpose so I could be here so I could show you what I can do. And when the Lord said, Lazarus, come forth, he didn't bring out a, a man with flesh falling off his body, but he was made whole and he, he was chose by God to show the people this is what the resurrection and the life can do. 
when your life is messed up, when you feel like you're just decaying and dead and the stone's been rolled over you and people are now forgetting about you, God said, I can call you from the deepest, darkest place. I can restore you. I can make you whole. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. I have chosen now to call you from that place. And Lazarus came forth, and he didn't look like a zombie. He wasn't like the walking dead. He wasn't trying to eat nobody's brain. Friend, he was loving the Lord. He was hopping out of that tomb. They unwrapped him, and he served the Lord with gladness. Friend, let me tell you, God can do that to any life today. That's what God can do when you are a chosen vessel of the Lord. And God didn't get it wrong. He didn't get the wrong person when he called your name. When he said Nathaniel, he knew which Nathaniel he was talking about. When he said Adam, he knew which Adam he was talking about. He knew everything about our lives. He knew who we were, what we had done, every secret thing about us. But he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And when he chooses a vessel, he knows exactly who he's choosing. And he knows exactly what that vessel can do. It's always amazing to me. Hallelujah. It's always amazing to me who God calls and where he finds them. In 1 Samuel 2 and 8, this scripture, he raises the poor out of the dust. He lifts up the beggar from the dung hill. The dung hill. Woo! To set them among princes. He makes them royalty. Makes them inherit the throne of glory. They become his children. He finds his children in the dust. He finds them in the mess. He finds them in all these other places. They're the most unlikely candidates you could ever see for royalty, and that's who Jesus calls. He knows how we doubt ourselves. He knows how we beat up ourselves. He knows how we persecute ourselves and crucify ourselves and, and count ourselves unworthy, and yet he still knows exactly who he's talking to. Lazarus, come forth. Uh, you ain't getting me yet. Come on. God saw where you were. He saw that dung hill where you were. He saw that bar stool where you sat. He saw that back alley. He saw that back seat. He saw that dark room. He saw you lying, cheating, and thieving. He saw every bit of that, and it was still the right name when he called. He saw you with the joint in your mouth, with the needle in your arm, with the glass to your lips. He saw it, but it was still the right call. God made the right call. He knew who he was getting. He knew what he was getting, and he knew what he can do with it because he said, Behold, I make all things new. Ah. Somebody ought to be lifting their hands and praising God right now because you thought maybe I'm hearing him wrong, but you ain't. He's talking to you. Well, maybe he's talking. You know, there's a bunch of people got that name. Maybe he's calling somebody else. Maybe he, he's got the wrong person this time. God never makes a mistake. 
when he's calling his people, follow me, follow me, follow me. He knows. He even said of his disciples, have not I chosen you all? And one of you is a devil. He knew exactly who he was getting when he got Judas Iscariot, but he had to have him. He knew that he had to have him. He chose him. And God chose me, and God chose you, and God didn't make a mistake. That's why I read this passage many times in preaching because it just fits in so many messages. But in 1 Corinthians 6, in verses 9 through 11, we see this list of people. Don't you know that unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. But you heard the call. Such were some of you, but God chose you. God called you by name, and such were some of you, but now you're washed and now you're sanctified, and now you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now you're in Christ, and you're a new creature, and old things have passed away, and all things have become new. That's where he found the saints. He's talking to the church, to the saints of God, and he said, what a list. What a dirty laundry list. But God washes us whiter than snow. Come on, God will wash us. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I'm glad that the blood hasn't lost its power and that God can still wash people white as snow today, that he can get a hold of the deepest, darkest sin and he wash it away. I know sometimes we feel like, Lord, I need a scrub board because I've been bad. But God don't need a scrub board. God just lets that blood, that precious blood of a spotless lamb washes us all clean. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And so any man, every man, said, Ananias, you go find Saul of Tarsus because he's a chosen vessel. Let me tell you something. Now, a lot of you, I know you've been here, you've heard me make this statement many times. Every vessel has a past. Every vessel has a purpose. And every vessel is made new and repurposed for the work of God. I remember when I first got into the church and was getting more involved and hanging around the pulpit. And I looked under the pulpit one time. We're actually sitting right, it would sit right here. There's a little bottle of oil. And I was like, I've seen that bottle. I've seen that bottle somewhere. It was a cracker barrel syrup bottle. I've seen that in more than one apostolic church. That tells you one thing. That's where they like to eat. But it was, 
it was the right size, you know, and they would buy oil and pray over a big bottle of oil and, and say, we're going to use this for prayer and the prayr of faith and obedience to the scripture. And they would wash thoroughly. They'd pull the label off. And when you first see it, it's a bottle of syrup. It was for your pancakes. Then it was empty. Then it was washed. Then it was filled. And now, no matter what it was, what it is now is a bottle of oil. You can't say, well, that's a bottle of syrup. No, it ain't. It's what it used to be. Old things are passed away. And we anointed people and saw miracles and signs and wonders happen from the oil that came from what used to be a syrup bottle from Cracker Barrel. When the church was born, it had followers. It had the 11 original disciples, and then they restored the, the 12 and got Matthias in there. And, and uh, the church had followers. By Acts chapter 9, there were plenty of believers they were all these people, and they're all these things that, that all these people that God could be reaching for. Uh, there were other vessels, though, that God needed. So he chose a man, a man that nobody thought should have the right, that surely God would just kill this man because he's such terror. Ananias said, I have heard, Lord, how much evil this man has done to your saints and to the church. And even now he can lock us up. He's got letters. He can lock us up. Paul said of himself, I have, I caused people to recant. I caused them to blaspheme. He stood by and held the coats of the men who stoned Stephen to death. Paul was an enemy of the church, but God said he is a chosen vessel. I have chosen him. Not just somebody that don't know him out there living his life, don't know anything. He chose a direct enemy of the church to bear the saving name of Jesus. And so in case you're doubting today what God can do with your life, look what he did with Saul. He knocked him down, stopped him in his tracks, turned him around in his life, offered him a new life. He said, he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name. Friend, everybody has an encounter sometimes, but it's going to take more than just an encounter. It's going to take some obedience. And, and, and so when God knocked him down, Saul said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus that you persecute and all oh, that from that point on, Saul's life was never the same. And when Ananias laid his hands on him and his eyes were open and he received the Holy Ghost and he was baptized in the name of the Lord, from that point on, Paul said, I immediately went and started preaching, went and started testifying, went and started telling what was going on. Now I am washed, I am sanctified, and I am justified. Every vessel has a past. Saul had a past, but God's plan does away with that past, and he repurposes us to a new and better way. And when you become the vessel of the Lord, you don't, you don't just bear anything. You can't put back what 
passed away and you can't uh, try to fill up this empty vessel with other things, with, with what God is putting in. It'll just displace that. It'll contaminate what's in there. Once God moves in, that's it. That's what we want. That's what we've got to have. We've got to have those things. Uh, for sake of time, I'm just going to go through some things, but in 2 Kings chapter 4, we read a story about vessels. A widow woman, the creditors were going to come and take her sons away and, and, and she had nothing to pay and they, because she was poor and destitute and they said, well, we've got to have sons so we're going to take your sons and they're going to work this off. We'll put them in debtor's prison. They'll work it off and, and she got the man of God and she said, what am I going to do? And he said, what do you have in your house? She said, I just got a little bottle of oil and he said, well, all right, do this. Go borrow vessels from all your neighbors. Empty vessels, bar not a few. And when you come in, shut the door on you and your sons, pour out into all those vessels, set them aside, the ones that are full. And she went and shut the door upon her and her sons, brought the vessels, she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said, son, bring me another vessel. And he said, there's not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. So you've heard this story, you know the story, but, but think about the vessels. All these vessels, the Lord is looking for a vessel to put a miracle in. Maybe those vessels, every, every vessel that they brought came from a different place. Go, go to your neighbors. So they're running around the neighborhood and they're borrowing vessels and, and getting things and, and, and bringing them in and, and uh, we need empty vessels. And, and uh, hey, this, this vessel used to hold salt. It used to hold spices. This vessel used to hold wheat. And this vessel used to hold corn. And this vessel used to hold water. And, and, but, but they're all empty now. And, and now it doesn't matter what they used to hold. Now they hold oil. Every vessel had a past. Every vessel had to be emptied. That's repentance. What was in it before? What was in the vessel before? It was not miraculous. It only served the purpose of the ones who owned it. Just like our vessel. In the past, it only served us, our flesh, our needs, our emotions. But now the Lord has need of it, so he calls. And every vessel had to be clean or washed, baptized. You can't wash a full vessel. You can't wash a full vessel. You got to, you know, if, if you've been cooking, you got a little bit left in a pot. You don't just go squirting water and rubbing soap around with a bunch of food left in it. You scrape all the stuff out. You got to get everything out of it and then wash it. Empty it. Every vessel was then filled with the miracle, the oil from the one source. That's the Holy Ghost. Washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Whatever it had held before, now it held and contained the miracle Oil from God. It was now a vessel of oil because that's what was in it and that's what would now pour out of it. Whatever God puts in should be what's coming out. We put oil in this. If I pour it out, it ain't Diet Coke. It ain't Mountain Dew. It ain't, it's oil because that's what's in it. And for him, when God puts his spirit in us, that's why uh, the spirit issues out of us. And it's, he said it would be like rivers of living water flowing up out of, springing up out of us. That's what happens when God fills us with his spirit. 
In 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, it said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power can be of God and not of us. This is not us anymore. We're chosen. He chose you. I don't care what you did. He chose you. I don't care where you've been. He chose you. I don't care what you've done. He chose you. The only way, you know, let's go back to that little syrup bottle. The only way it can ever have syrup again is if somebody puts syrup back in it. And the only way we hold anything else again is if we refill it. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to build again the things that I've destroyed. I, I, I want to keep moving forward. I want to stay full of the miracle that God gave to me. And now this woman, what was now in those vessels, would bring her provision and deliverance. She could, you ever heard the old song? He paid a debt he didn't owe because I owed a debt I couldn't pay. God paid a debt he didn't owe because she owed a debt she couldn't pay. She could now pay the debt because of the miracle of God. What was in the vessels before couldn't do it. That one little vessel she had, it couldn't do it. Empty vessels couldn't do it. But vessels filled with the oil, that could do it. The scripture says we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself bearing witness that we are the children of God. It don't matter who you were. You've been chosen. You've been washed. You've been sanctified. You've been justified. You've been adopted into the body. You are now the children of God. So stop worrying about what your vessel contains or what it contained. Just bring it to Jesus. Because once the name is applied, once the spirit is there, old things are passed away. And it's what's inside that makes you who you are. You become a child of God. And you know, we always took the labels off those bottles. We didn't want nobody mistaking it for syrup. So sometimes the, the oil went in there one way or the other. But eventually we peeled it off because I'm not advertising syrup anymore. This is oil. This is who we are. We don't advertise for the world when we're filled with the Spirit. Old things are passed away. All things are new. You're not what you used to be, and you are not damaged goods just because you have a past. Get one of those vessels. Man, what was in this thing? It was garlic. Oh, wash it. What was in this thing? Addiction. Wash it. What was in this thing? Depression. Wash it. What was, it? What was that one? That was lying, thieving, murdering, perversion. Wash it. And God put, puts oil, puts his spirit in vessels that once issued forth all kind of ungodliness. Hatred, meanness, cursings, filth and foul and all that stuff, you know. And now clean water, miracle water, spiritual water, the Spirit speaking forth out of vessels that one times were, were adulterers and fornicators and 
thieves and covetous and drunkards. God knows what he's doing. And God knows who he's calling. He didn't make a mistake when he called your name. He knew that you are a chosen vessel. The scripture said we are a chosen generation. We need to embrace the promise of old things passed away and all things made new. Honey, you can come to the music. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, you can stand with me this morning. I'm getting ready to close. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Listen to what Paul said. This is the same Paul that was Saul, the one that God chose, the persecutor. He was a persecutor. Now he's a preacher. He said this in verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, Listen now. The Lord knoweth them that are his. God, I think you might have made a mistake. No. I know the, the ones that are mine. I know who they are. You're one of them. You're one that God chose. The fact that you're sitting in the house of God today lets me know that God chose you. Oh, I came because somebody invited me. Yeah. That's how God works. But you ain't here on accident. If your car had a broke down outside and you needed a place to come cool off, talk to the Lord about that car. God ain't worried about your car. He's like, if I need to break you down to get you somewhere, I will. So the foundation of God stands sure the Lord knows them that are His. So let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. He said, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. All kind of vessels in the house. In a great house. Gold, silver, wood, earth. Some to honor, some to dishonor. God knows the vessels that he's choosing. They're ready. Verse 21, he said, If a man therefore will purge himself, that means get rid of the contaminants. So get rid of the things, empty yourself so God can fill up your vessel. If a man will purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Don't tell me God can't use you. Don't tell me God was wrong when he chose you. If we'll do what we're supposed to do, there's no limits to the things. That's why Paul, this man that was a murderer, that was chosen, said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do anything 
through him because even though I was the chiefest of sinners, least of the apostles, God chose me, called me to be a vessel, to be a vessel, to be a vessel. So today I know that the Lord is talking to somebody today. I, I'm not just talking to, to new people. God's talking to some people that's been sitting in church for a while. But you've benched yourself. You've set yourself down because of your past. I know Jesus loves me, but man, my past, I do not. Then you're missing the plan of God. It's because God knows you got a past. He's trying to move you into your future, into what can go on now and later. He wants you to be used in his kingdom, be a part of the body, part of the body of Christ. Don't doubt the love that God has for you. Don't doubt the move of the Spirit you're feeling in your life. This is a new time. This is not something that, oh, just a fleeting, passing thing. This is the God of eternity reaching for your soul. Come out. Come out of that darkness. Come out of that grave. Come out of that sin. Come out of that stuff. Come out of this world. Come to me. Let me make all things new. While she's playing this morning, I'm going to just open the altar for you to come and pray. If you need the Holy Ghost today, if you need that miracle oil, it's for you today. If you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, it's for you today. Let's come together. Saints, come and let's, let's all come together. Let's come and pray. God, here I am. Once again, God, here I come.